Welcome to the Yellow Peril Podcast, where we help you navigate the perilous world of Asian American identity through pop culture, sex, politics, and whatever other random stuff is currently distracting us. Welcome back, Yellow Perilers. Greetings to all you Ko's, all you Ma's, all you Yang's. I'm Jeff Oki. This is Boobang. This week, we'll be discussing all the crazy and good things happening in the world of Asian American culture right now. And we'll find out who this week's worst Asian ever is. But first... This weekend was the, the big release of Tiger Tail. Yes, finally, Netflix. finally, finally. Did you, but we haven't watched it yet. <laughs> I'm saving it. Yeah. I'm saving it. For what? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I need to be in the right state of mind for Ready it. To I cry. did, I did, you know, I, I, I did actually learn about it a little bit from um, this one show I'm watching right now. Dave, have you watched Dave on FX? Yeah, I love Dave. Yeah, it's pretty good. You know, Christine Coe's in that as well. Yes, and she's great. Yeah, so that's how I actually found out about Tiger Tail, other than a friend of mine. But I was just researching because of Christine Co. What I was just looking at what else she's been in, and then I and then this I was like, wow, this pop up ad for Tiger Tail came up. Yeah, and I realized, oh, you don't follow in. the goat Alan Yang. He posted like ten Instagram posts about the movie coming out. Yeah, I never thought to follow him. Yeah, I guess I should yeah. follow him. But all my Taiwanese yeah. friends were following him, and then they just reposted him. So I kind of feel like I've been following him anyway. The craziest part is last time I was in Taipei, it wasn't October last year, the October before, I was in Taipei for Halloween when they were shooting Tiger Tail. And I went to my friend's bar and in the back private room, I poked my head in because the end of the bar, you can look into that private room. I'm like, that's Alan Yang and that's Z Ma. I'm like, oh my God, they're shooting the new movie that he's working on. So I was there while they were there and my friend introduced me to Tsi Ma that knew him actually, but I really wanted to say hi to Alan Yang. That's pretty impressive that you know you know what what Alan Yang looks like. Yeah, for sure. He's a talented motherfucker. Props to him. He's doing great things. I'm I'm definitely you know, it it feels like the kind of stuff we used to watch growing up. Um yeah. like Wedding Banquet and Yee Yee and I don't know, just like um a little the feel bit of, of the um, Yeah, like the Wong Kar Wai films. Whoa, bold statement. <laughs> I'm hoping. Feel. Yeah, I'm hoping people just get confused with um, uh, Tiger King and end up watching Tiger Tail, and people are just like, "Whoa!" I did you know? not like the first episode of Tiger King. I, I think my, I might be in the minority here. It's yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it, it's fascinating, like watching a car wreck, but it's also, you know. I'm glad at the very end they reminded people like, P.S., the whole point of this is like exotic trade, exotic animal trade should be stopped in America across the globe, really. It's disheartening. Yeah, like, people I forget like that they're, they're doing this terrible thing besides treating each other like shit. They're also treating these poor animals like shit. I always thought it was illegal. I just I just had no idea. It's so. completely illegal. Yeah. So great. Yeah, I guess we just mixed up Tiger, Tiger Tail, and Tiger King anyway. So yeah, <laughs> both on Netflix. Hulu just did something really awesome. They released a ton. Well, four. I shouldn't say a ton. Four of Bong Joon Ho's films. Of course, the most popular right now is Parasite. Very exciting. Um, also, Mother, the Host, and do you remember the fourth film? Barking Dogs Never Bite. Never seen that one. Have you seen that one? No, I actually don't. I thought I saw these, but the only I guess the only one I really remember seeing of his previously is Memories of Murder, which is one of my favorite Korean films. I've seen The Host. I've seen Mother. 
I don't think I finished Mother. And of course, I've seen Parasite, but I'm curious about Barking Dogs and everybody. Highly recommend. The greatest thing is, is what Hulu's doing is, you know, there's a lot of idiots talking shit about like, who wants to watch this, you know, movie? Who wants to watch this thing with uh, subtitles? And Hulu is like clapping back at these people. On Twitter? <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Did um, you see the the one where 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 he they respond directly to the guy? He's oh, like, yeah, oh. yeah. And, yeah, and they he's go, like, oh, you can always learn Korean. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Or there's always like uh, one person's like, what is this? Like, this movie doesn't look great. And one of the, the Hulu's like, uh, it won four Oscars. The <laughs> 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 Hulu replied back, uh, seriously, <laughs> what are you thinking? It only won four Oscars. Oh, yeah. This person wrote pathetic movie. <laughs> Who was just like it won dot 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 four Oscars dot 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 movie? That's really ballsy. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine the person that would watch Parasite and just think the words pathetic. Troll. Yeah, it's just troll. I'm just surprised people still. I, granted, somebody could not like it for their own particular reasons, but when you just say pathetic movie, I mean to go on Twitter and say it. Yeah. I mean, you can say it by yourself watching it. Are they actually, I mean, they would have actually paid for this, right? Or do they actually watch it on Hulu, you think? Because, I mean, he already no, got his I'm assuming it's on Hulu. Okay. I was going to say, he already got their money. <laughs> yeah, they don't care. You can call it all you want. You already paid $9 for it. The guy that wrote that it's not, a, so there's this one gentleman. I'm going to shout him out. Dave Gardiner, 11, on Twitter. He writes, it's not in English. No one wants to watch a movie that they literally have to read to understand what's going on. Sound is such a huge part of movies, and it being in a different language is so weird. Hulu wrote back, <laughs> if you don't want to read subtitles, you can always learn Korean. And I'm That's looking at this guy. If it's a real person, it's like this black guy born in Ivory Coast, raised in Michigan. <laughs> like, what? Really? Born in the Ivory Coast? Yeah. Is it the country? Yeah. Cote d'Ivoire? That's I'm funny. assuming, yeah. AKA huh. Cote d'Ivoire. That's, That's what it funny. says in his Twitter. Strange. Wow. Doesn't he need subtitles for his own Twitter then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for people that don't know what Cote d'Ivoire is. But he was raised in Michigan. So That's funny. Well, why doesn't he, so as weird. an American, why doesn't he just write Ivory Coast then? What's wrong yeah. with him? He wrote both. <laughs> oh, so he is actually using... He's subtitles. using his own subtitles in, in his own Twitter. That's interesting. In case you didn't know, too funny. But yeah, do check out all the films. I mean, Parasite's mind blowing. Mother is pretty dark as well. The host is creepy and fun. It's like a monster movie rolled into a really dramatic family piece. Check them out, whether you speak Korean or not. I really want to talk about Hawaii Five-O. This is just great. After ten seasons. It's finally ending. Boo -hoo? I, just, I I mean, Hawaii Five O is probably. I mean, I've watched. I watched a lot of Hawaii Five O. Did I ever admit that to the you? The new season, the new one. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, the yeah. old ones too. When I was, you know, one years old, one year old right. or whatever. Right. But obviously, um, when Daniel Day Kim and Grace Park left, that's when I stopped watching. But I just keep thinking about what kind of show would it be if it was a Daniel Day Park Grace Park show 
and then whatever their <laughs> other names are, the two white guys that got paid a shit ton of money to make Scott Con and I don't know who the other guy is. Yeah, Scott Con. Yeah, the 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 seventeenth best character in Ocean's Eleven. That's right. <laughs> it just would have been so great. Actually, if they remade it now, then obviously Daniel Day Kim and Grace Park would be the leads, right? You By know? and far. By and far. But there were four. They they weren't the leads. They were just side characters. Yeah, Granted, they, they were. They, no, I mean it. So do you know that whole thing about like yeah, I don't care underpaid. what your values are. I care about you know. I'll know what your values are when I see, you know, your budget. They were getting paid like tiny, a tiny fraction of what Scott Con and whatever the hell that guy's name is. Right. Yeah. So they left. It just would have been great to actually yeah. see the version where real, you know, diversity for a show about Hawaii. Yeah. It just would have been great. Would have been smart also. I just still can't believe it was still around. And they replaced, I mean, they replaced the characters with other Asian American actors, right? Uh, probably. I have no yeah. idea. I'm assuming there's a lot of hungry Asian American actors out there. They're like, oh, you guys are, are racist and you pay me less? I'll take the job. Yeah. I'm not going to say scabs, but I'm not not going to say scabs. Yeah. No one's striking the show, but you know. <laughs> I did. Yeah, did I? Right. Yeah. Actually, technically, I boycotted it. Oh, okay. After they left. Right. I boycotted it from its inception just because I was I'm not into that kind of show. But 10 season really shocks me. No, I, no. Oh, no, yeah, of course. Really. Of course, it'll be going for 10 seasons. It's one I, of those. I'm just impressed. the kind of shows that we watch in the background is the type of show that Americans watch on a daily yeah. basis. Procedurals. I get it. Totally. I just remember seeing one episode. and It was so absurd. It was like the craziest gunfight SWAT team weirdness i was like this is supposed to be real it's pretty funny i mean you watch magnum pi right i mean it's basically magnum pi you watched it growing up, i watched though, the right? original magnum pi yes yeah i can't tell you a single plot though <laughs> yeah i mean drugs some vaguely latin guy yeah and then like a in, black helicopter pilot yeah that was in nam cool cars they use nam all the time yeah nam yeah, they're the type. It's the type of show that would say the word "nam" instead of instead Vietnam of "nam," instead of but, Vietnam War. No, I they know they wouldn't say, "Are you in? Were you in the Vietnam War?" They would say, "Remember I back was in Nam? Nam." Why do you keep saying "nam"? I thought they say "nom." I don't know, dude. Who cares? <laughs> Either way, you shouldn't say it. I get it now, but it's just so weird that you say "nam." I don't know. Nom, nam, not whatever. You think they say you "nom"? Think you think they they out of all the things that they say, they pronounce it back in "nam," back in "nom." Yeah. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> but yeah, it's gone. Uh, it's like Magnum PI, right? It's a procedural. I hope they. I hope it runs on forever, and DDK and Grace Park get paid for oh, and for the rest of their lives in uh, reruns. Yeah, syndication. Yeah. Best of luck and aloha to Y Five O. Goodbye, aloha. Our friend James Lowe, shout out to James Lowe, is an editor on Cops. I guess we're outing him, but. He's doing this amazing thing. I'm sure you've seen it. He started filming his two kids, his son and daughter, uh, and reenacting classic scenes from film and TV. He's done Terminator 2. He's done Seinfeld. He's done A League of Their Own. And they're freaking adorable and hilarious. The fact that he can get his, I guess his son is about two now, two years old. Barely, right? Yeah. Um, he also did, yeah, A Few Good Men 
and uh, did you already say office space he didn't i didn't say office space office space was great and sometimes james will star in these but the name of the studio or the name of the instagram you need to follow is called studio loquat hopefully you know how to spell loquat if you don't it's (laughs) l-o-q-u-a-t somebody made a um office space reference the other day at my work and uh, i sent them a link to that that version that he posted and i mean they were just blown away right so he is an editor so he does it perfectly he knows how to get his kids to like i mean he does multiple takes of v uh vo adr like he gets them to record the audio off camera sometimes if it doesn't come out right so it's pretty adorable what happens his kids reaction the, the my favorite part is his son plays terminator and then his daughter hugs terminator and instead of just standing there like a robot he looks at camera and smiles like he's so happy that his sister hugged him <laughs> it's so freaking adorable um they're coming out with these clips like every few days so if you need a good laugh, if you need uh, to feel good for a little bit and to reminisce about these classic movies, definitely check out Studio Loquat on Instagram. Hopefully, it's the best. It's the best thing in quarantine right now for us. Exactly, agreed. But it's not always rosy out there, is it? It's pretty bad out there right now. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think <laughs> we yeah, could. We could spend, yes. You know, when we do our research, there's there's countless numbers of all sorts of crime going on against Asian Americans. We're, we've been grappling about whether or not to, to mention them. Right. But I, I mean, and, and I keep trying to, but then I realize Vu Bang's right. It's like, there's tons of other much better podcasts and content that talks about this stuff. Um, for instance, uh, long distance radio and, the LA Times now has like an Asian American focused um, podcast. Go listen to those. We realize our focus and Vube remind me is like we're here to talk about good things and some of the weirder, <laughs> absurd, strange, interesting things. Like we know there's racism out there, and we know you know that. If you want that info, you know we'll we'll, we'll make a list of other places to go for that on the next podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, no surprise. I and mean, we can we can just list off seventeen different hate crimes that are going on right now. Oh yeah. But yeah. what we can do is just mention um, a website you should go to if you want to donate to um, support folks that are fighting uh, for the people that are getting uh, discriminated against. Um, the one that we're going to recommend now is called the No Hate Project by the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights Under Law. Uh, you can just go to their website, Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights Under Law. Uh, or just Google No Hate Project, make a donation. Um, but it's providing a, a voice for folks who are getting discriminated against uh, right now. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of shit going on. You guys all know yeah. that. Yeah. But if you want to do something good, which is what we're trying to do as well, check out No Hate Project. Also, last episode, we interviewed Nguyen Tran of Button Mash. Um, they're also currently doing a Save Button Mash um campaign i guess fundraiser to help their workers to help the restaurant stick around really um you can check them out button mesh la on instagram and you're not only donating you're getting something in return there at least right yeah you can donate in increments of 25 50 100 and then if you donate more than that there are some special prizes but you get digital downloads of games you get tokens when the when the shop opens up again Uh, money towards food digital comics, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So 
obviously there's a lot of restaurants out there that are doing this. Um, check out your local favorite restaurants as ever and make sure you're supporting them. Unlike me, who's getting McDonald's and KFC still. No, I'm mixing it up. <laughs> it's just hard right now. I mean, the the I mean, you're what do you want to do more? Do you want to quarantine and make sure you don't go out? Or do you want to support your local businesses? I mean, I'm grappling with that every day. Well, this, most of the local businesses are delivering, at least. If they're not, then yeah, then I'm a little paranoid to go outside and pick things up. But um, for me, what's just, been really good is my my local coffee shop that I love, Academic Coffee. They opened up a website called academicpantry.com, and they let you buy all the sort of this um, the stuff that normally they would have only had access to as a service industry, um, like as, as a coffee shop. So you can buy toilet paper there, bleach. Right. It's another like a pantry. Fruit. A lot of restaurants yeah. are doing like the pantry idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. It is nice. Everybody's like texting me like, oh, you can get a produce box here. And everybody's like making these kits. Right. So it's like you get this box for this flat amount and you get a certain number of different produce and such. And I'm like in the text thread, I'm like, what's produce? Because <laughs> I, I think it's not... pronounced produce. Oh, produce. So you're a producer, aren't you? Yeah. You're a producer. Yeah. We found this, uh, our family found this Vietnamese farm in Gilroy where you can just buy a bunch of Vietnamese vegetables and they'll hand deliver it. And a ton so, of garlic, I hope. It's Gilroy. Yeah. No garlic? Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. It's a garlic joke, right? Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, all your Asian parents want you to eat your garlic. It's supposed to stave off COVID-19. Don't you know that? Is it? I didn't know my, our Asian parents were vampires. That's what WhatsApp says. No, COVID-19 is a vampire trying to suck the ah. life out of us. Our parents aren't. Did you mix up WhatsApp with, um, what's that Chinese one? WeChat? WeChat? No, WhatsApp is actually just as popular. Oh. WhatsApp has been trying to crack down on false, fake news about like fake cures for COVID-19. And one of the popular ones is, oh yeah, just eat a lot of garlic. Oh yeah, gargle with bleach. I heard like, they're just stopping that by just not for letting you forward more yeah. than three times or something, which is exactly. great. It's brilliant. By the time by the time my mom forwards me something, it's like one inch by half an inch big, and the font's <laughs> all messed up. And it's like here are a list of every 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 company that has COVID nineteen. Yeah. Don't go social, here. Social distance your fake bullshit cure memes. <laughs> yeah, stop we should, spreading we should, that. <laughs> yeah, I want to create something that says uh, these are all the places that have COVID, and it's like that place across the street, the other place on the other side of the street, yeah. and then that one place next to your neighbor right one last thing i want to mention about sort of what the new world order is after this is how we can actually greet people from here on out are we going to go back to shaking hands and high fives and everything is that what you're going to do i would love it if it's like everyone is you know there's so much anti-asian stuff but people start bowing like they're japanese it's like that's oh, yeah, exactly was, right exactly <laughs> it's like do. Yeah. yo fuck fuck these asians okay good to see you bow <laughs> <laughs> I brought this up. I brought this up to uh, a colleague of mine and uh, he said, well, I mean, we're going to go to using Spock's Vulcan hand gesture. And I said, well, I mean, that's what well, I was thinking. The problem with that is not everybody can do that. Right. The two fingers on one side and three on the other. <laughs> and then I, and then I looked it up I, I, before I looked it up. I was like, there must be something that people would find offensive about this. This must have come from something or it means like, fuck you in English in England or something. Right. And I looked it up, and it's an old Jewish um, gesture. So Which it makes does sense because Leonard Nimoy 
yeah, came up with it, right? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know about where it actually came from, but I'm sure people can find some faults with it. So, which is why I'm going back to bowing. Bowing. I mean, that's, that's that's the safest thing to do, right? For us as Asians. So, so un-American of you. Is it? Is it? <laughs> no, I think I think I think it's definitely a thing we have to start doing, or maybe we have to come up with a new hand symbol. Uh, <laughs> All like sorts side, of weird hand- side in the front, like Ford oh, yeah. facing W. Oh yeah. Or just like okay, yeah. or thumbs up. Wait, isn't okay like white supremacist? Isn't oh, now it is. Yeah. yeah. See, sorry. I think it's like a backwards. I don't know. Whatever. Fine. Thumbs up. Oh, but thumbs up can mean like up yours up in yours. Italy or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Have just pinky up. Bye. How you doing? I, I'm just gonna do like a handshake, but like just in the air, like an air handshake. <laughs> air handshake. Just Bye. moving my hand up and down. Wide open, <laughs> or maybe. Oh wait, no. <laughs> we'll we'll think of something. We'll think of something. Yeah. The funniest thing is, I try to. I remember those T-shirts I try to make in Taiwan. I mean, I got them made, but people can't do the West Side sign as easily as I thought. Like people could not figure out how to get their two uh, middle finger, the middle finger and ring finger, to cross. Well, if you think it was about it, thing. We first did it when we were 13, right? 14. Yeah. And so our, our hands were very supple and uh, could bend at that age. <laughs> and from then on out, anybody who grew up in California was doing it. So right. imagine if you're, you you never did it. And then suddenly this like weird Asian Asian American kid comes up to you and, hey, and do, this like, do this. And the guy's like 28 years old, never put his fingers like he's that. Like, he's like, what? I'm like, all right, just stick up your three three fingers and do a W like that. <laughs> I gave up with some people. It's pretty funny. But yeah, I'm sure. Is is the Vulcan symbol that hard? Some people some. can't do it, yeah. Yeah. Suckers. This is a weird one about about while we're in quarantine. Uh-huh. I got this text from a friend forwarded to me that basically said, if you text this number, then you can get food delivery from somebody straight to your your doorstep, but the person will be topless and it's a, and it'll be a woman topless. And I didn't believe it. And then I just, somebody and told then you me. did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I Googled the number. I was like, where's this coming from? It didn't come to me just so you know. Um, but I looked, a friend of mine said, oh yeah, you know, they did that up in, um, up in Portland. And apparently there was a strip club up there called Lucky Devil Lounge where all the strippers, um, they called it the stripper food delivery service, um, some sort of stripper delivery food service, and they originally called themselves Boober Eats. Yes. So these guys might have gotten the idea um, in San Jose, but I just thought it was kind of a, you know, I mean, that's pretty innovative. Yes. Brilliant. I don't know, how, can you, how can you sue somebody over Boober Eats? I mean, they just didn't want to go through the lawsuit, but I think it's, I would have let them slide if I was Uber Eats. I would have made them pay me. <laughs> it's not even spelled like you can it. keep it but you gotta pay us but it's not spelled b-u-b-e-r you mean it's spelled b-o-o whoa it's so different i'm sure chung our lawyer friend would have a field day he'd be like you're insane there's no way you could get away with that <laughs> let's call him right now and ask <laughs> yeah um i'm surprised wait so do the I'm trying to figure out how this works. they just deliver the, deliver the food to your door and then they show you their boobs and then they walk away I have no idea. I mean, I can read the text to you. <laughs> so I'm going to read the text to you. Uh, is this your friend that lives in Portland? This is in Portland, you said? No, no. So this was in San Jose, but oh, San- I, oh, someone told in- me about. Yeah. Got it. 
Okay. Weird. I mean, as long as they're wearing a mask. <laughs> as long as they're wearing a mask, we good to go. But it just seems creepy. Like, wouldn't I feel bad for anybody that has to do that? Is there one for women that want to see men like bottomless? I don't think women want to see men bottomless, <laughs> yeah. right? I'm trying to think of a name, a good name, if if they wanted to like riff off of Lyft. I can't. I, think got, of I, can't believe, I can't believe I look up Boober in my own text messages and it's not showing up. I really hope I don't find this. Actually, don't worry about it. No one's checking it out. <laughs> if you, if anyone really wants to find it out, I'm sure they'll do it on their own. Good luck finding Boober eats everyone, and who knows what they've renamed themselves to now. A friend of ours, Carol One, friend of the pod, has come out with a new song called The Loud Minority. We recommend you check it out. I think it's really expressing his anger and a lot of other people's frustration with the racism going on, and it's a good beat. Did you take a listen? I did, yeah. I was looking I was trying to look up his lyrics because actually you you can you can pretty much They're pretty clear. They're pretty clear. It's lyrics. pretty clear, yeah. He's a, yeah. he pronounces all of his words. He's That's from one the thing Bay. about Kiro. He's very, yeah. Elocution. You know he's, not... <laughs> he's not what? He's not Asian? <laughs> no, no. He was from, he's from a part of the Bay where they pronounce everything. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what part of the Bay is that? I don't want to out him which city yeah, he's out from. Yeah, out him, dude. Out him. No. Out him, bro. I'm good. <laughs> Palo Alto, bro. Palo Alto. Yeah, better than Palo Alto. Oh, better than, damn. <laughs> Tough life. Tough life. So I'm more hood because I'm from Sacramento than Kiro One? You're not from Sacramento proper. What do you mean? Are you? You're from What's... Carmichael, which is like I was born the in Palo Sacram Alto of Sacramento. I was born near the river. <laughs> is that a thing? Is that a thing for Sacramento? Like if you're near the river, then it's bad? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> there's really nice, like the governor's mansion is on the river. The river's not, there's, there's bad parts by the river and there's good parts. But... Yeah. And I'm what's the name of the song again? The Loud Minority. Loud Minority. Check it so out. Kiro One. Kiro One? <laughs> I, I pronounce it Kiro. You say Kiro? I say Kiro. Yeah. Kiro like hero. K-E-R-O-O-N-E. -E. Check him out on Instagram. Great music as always. And it's produced by S it's produced by Esta. Who's that? Oh, forget it. Well, educate our listeners. Don't just blame me for being stupid. <laughs> I'm sure 90% of our listeners don't know who that is either. Esther is a, a producer and a and a, uh, a DJ out of Los Angeles. I Wait, is he? For some reason, <laughs> I originally thought he was from New Zealand, but I think he's actually from Palo Alto. LA. I can't. Sometimes <laughs> I mix New Zealand up with Los Angeles. I'm sorry. It's very confusing. Were the hobbits here in the LA River or were they... I guess we know who's going to be rapping this song later on. Oh, God. A few more shows we think you should check out really quick. Tales from the Loop on Amazon Prime right now. There's a few Asian American episodes, I suppose you could call it. I actually speak Chinese in it as well. The show is interesting. I love it just because it's a little weird and sci-fi and based on this artist's artworks that I really like. And they turned it into a full-fledged show. Um, it's also a role-playing game. And they're also making a board game of it. Uh, but there's a great, well, an interesting episode, if you will, featuring two Asian-American kids that start a relationship with some sci-fi involved, of course. Uh, Kristen Park plays Stacy, 
and Danny Kang plays Ethan, and the romance begins. Spoiler alert. But it's just nice yeah, to look- see like Asian American kids like getting the girl, you know. I think that's if you make it to episode three. I couldn't. I couldn't make it past episode two. It's but... a very slow show. It's very slow. Does it get any faster? Um, some of the episodes there's a bit more action, but it, it's still really paced really slow. <laughs> Are they? Is each episode like forty five minutes or something? I feel I like they should have made it. Yeah, I think they should have just made it a thirty minute episode. In episode in episode two, there was one kid tying his shoe, and then I forwarded ten seconds, and he was still tying his shoe. And then I was like, I got to forward this another 10 seconds. And then his brother started tying his shoe. And I was like, I can't watch this. So I turned it off. They're probably having a conversation. Maybe something. There's a lot of time things happening in the Tales from the Loop. Maybe they were frozen in time. Peninsula, the sequel to Train to Busan. A trailer just dropped for that. That looks pretty dope. I think that comes out sometime this year as well. And then also Quibi, the new app with daily episodes each episode's about three to five minutes long, premiered this past Monday, April 6th. And there are a few shows on there. I've been watching a lot of it, actually. <laughs> shows I would recommend. I mean, they've brought back some classic quote-unquote shows like Singled Out. And I guess that's the only... Oh, Punked is back as well with Chance the Rapper. I would recommend Dishmantled, which stars... Titus Burgess as the host, but there's a lot of um, famous chefs that guest on the show, including uh, Christina Kish and Roy Choi. Pretty interesting. It's ridiculous. They just blast guests with food in their face, and the two chefs have to compete to see if they can guess what dish was just thrown in their face, basically, (laughs) all around a room. So they're like picking pieces of food off the floor and off the walls. Obviously, this was shot before the coronavirus <laughs> oh my god yeah it's pretty funny titus burgess is pretty great and there's some great uh chefs on there that uh help host as well another show well singled out joel kim booster who's a korean american stand-up comedian is co-hosting that with kiki palmer it's pretty funny because what they do is they take the person that's getting the date they take a group of like 30 or 40 people and they're all connected to that person by social media. So they all kind of potentially know the person. Does that make sense? It's, so it's just like singled out from MTV singled out. But yeah, the 30 right. that they pick are the people they already kind of they know. They kind of know. Right. It's like, oh, I met them at a show and we added each other, but I never saw them again. Wow. Um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. And it's very diverse. It's very like the first episode is a black girl who's bisexual and the three people she ends up picking are like, it's a, it's a mixed gender of, you know, there's a guy and there's girls. Uh, the next one is a gay guy. The next one sucked because it's just a white girl who just wants a hot dude. And that was pretty clear in the first 30 seconds. So I stopped watching that episode. But anyways, fun show. Shout out to Joel Kim Booster for co-hosting that as well. The last show I want to talk about is Game Show. G-A-Y-M-E Show. Two gay hosts rank two straight guys and they're competing to earn the title of queen of the straights and Bo and yang is a guest host on it they always get these coaches celebrity coaches to get these guys to be like queen of the straights it's it's a it's a little absurd but it's pretty funny a lot of other shows of course that you could check out um 
it's kind of a fun app. I don't know. Will it survive? I guess we'll find out. There's news channels. You haven't watched any of it, have you? It's yeah. I, I mean, I think it, it's so weird. The timing free for three months while we're in quarantine. It's just yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's free with my T-Mobile account, so I guess I'll start watching it. But it just seems like a short attention span, like a short attention grabber kind of thing. Well, the thing is, you can just you can binge it. I've been just I'll put it and let it run and watch every single episode of a whole. But it only week. works on your phone, right? That's the thing. It only works on your phone right now, which is a little annoying. But they're working on that. It's going to come out on other. Um... Oh, this other show, When the Streetlights Go On. That's one I wanted to talk about. It's a 90s coming of age murder mystery indie horror story. Oh, there's another show I want to talk about. There is an Asian kid that plays like sort of it's it's almost like Stranger Things. But no, no, there is a weirdness. There is an eeriness, but there's not like a monster. But it's a very late 80s soundtrack. Um, I think you would totally dig this one, Vubang. And then there's like the group of four friends, four male friends, and one of them is an Asian American. How about that? I'll watch it because it's free. And every day is like every day. And Sundays are like Tuesdays for me. So there you go. Pretty good uh, cast as well. Queen Latifah, Tony Hale, Mark Duplass. Ooh. Yeah. Mark, check Duplass. it out. Did he, did it, it starts did he off pretty it? great. I don't think he wrote it. Re- directed by Rebecca Thomas, who previously helmed an episode of Stranger Things. There you go. And the Facebook series Limetown. The last show I want to talk about. Oh. Can we also remind people to watch Devs? Because I feel like nobody else is watching it. And it's getting better Definitely and watch better Devs. And better. Devs is great. Devs is amazing. You must watch. The last show on Quibi I want to talk about is 50 States of Fright by Sam Raimi producing. Um, so it's a f- horror anthology. And the second anthology is directed by, it's called 50, 50 States of Fright. The second anthology takes place by, is it Kansas that has the largest, world's largest ball of twine? Sure. But Ming-Na Wen. Wow. Is I never, I never thought anybody would use the words Ming-Na Wen and largest ball of twine. Right? It's pretty funny. Largest twine of yarn? Largest ball of yarn? Am I saying everything right? I think it's twine. Right? Yoko Okumura directs the episode... And she is based in L.A., raised in Minneapolis, and she's doing a great job. The first episode already makes a joke like they're in the middle of nowhere and Ming-Na-Wen's character uh, meets a sheriff, a female sheriff played by uh, Karen Allen from Indiana Jones. And she's like, so where are you from? And she's like, Michigan or something like that. She's like, no, but you know what I mean. And she's (laughs) like, no, I don't. (laughs) So it's a pretty good classic line that we've all encountered um, growing up here in the U.S. Anyways, those are my recommendations for Quibi if you're checking it out. Sold. Yay. I'm just dying for content at this point, so as opposed as as I know everybody else is. So, Time for listener comments. We got a great comment from a David Moria on Facebook. He listened to our last episode. He says, Hey there, I listened to your new podcast. Welcome back. I do have to say this about the terror season too. As a Japanese American whose family was in the camps, this anthology on the internment camps was horrendous. Any Asian who recommends watching it has not watched it. This was, in my opinion, complete cultural appropriation and cultural erasure. 
Did I say that right? They turned a blind eye to the real horrors of the camps and layered it with a weird horror storyline. There's so much more about the camps that were a real story and they missed all of it. There's a Japanese ghost killing the JAs. In reality, the American military were killing the prisoners. That's hiding the fact that America did this to my people, not some horror ghost. They also wrote all the men as scared and wimps. The men were resilient and fought against the camps. No strong lead men in this series. I will have her say that the women were written well, but everything else was awful and offensive to my still living grandmother who lived in the camps. Just wanted to share my perspective. None of my friends have seen it, but they always mention it. Again, welcome back. Glad to have your podcast playing again. David, thanks again. Uh, well, thank you, first of all, for listening. We really appreciate that and really appreciate the comment. Um, you're right. I haven't seen it. And that's kind of what I said in the show is like, it's something I wanted to watch and I recommended it because season one was so great of the terror, but I had done zero research in terms of if it was good or not yet. I had heard that it wasn't good, but I didn't know why. So I'm glad we know why now. <laughs> um, and I, I just wanted to note that I did not make the recommendation and actually yes, my recommendation my now is to not watch it. So yeah. I don't know what you're thinking, right. Oki. You're a terrible person. I, Look. As a JA, you should give back your JA card. So no more basketball <laughs> yes. for you. I already tore that up a while, a while ago I don't because I, I don't play basketball or I'm bad at it. No, I definitely jumped the gun simply because, oh, Asian Americans in a story on a big network. I was excited for it, but clearly uh, misplaced excitement, which often happens, I feel like, with a lot of projects with or not a lot, but it is, you know, it can happen, obviously, right? Yeah, so instead, uh, we actually recommend um, downloading this movie uh, called Better Luck Tomorrow uh, on iTunes. <laughs> there I think you go. You should watch that. If you haven't again. seen that. Definitely haven't seen that. There's a whole two generations that haven't seen that. Right. But I wrote back to David, and I even said, like, you know, it is kind of like a catch-22, right? It's We want Asian Americans in entertainment to get work and exposure, but then they might take a job that even they're not aware that it might detract or derail, you know, API perception and pop culture. But they still take the job because, you know, they're not being cast anywhere else. And so then they put out this, this piece of work and then that work detracts and derails their chances of getting any future work again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let me get this straight. So the first season, there's another season. <clears throat> But it Season not... one is a British naval group. Two ships get stranded on the ice near the Arctic Circle. And this is occurring at the same time? Or... No, this is like an anthology series, just like American Horror Story, where it's like different times, uh... different, you know. Are they the same ghosts? No. Interesting. It's just a whole different story, but something, I think it's usually like period, historical period with a ghost or monster. We'll see Great. if there's a season three, though. But um, yeah, so we take that back. <laughs> Sorry, Yellow Perilers. Um, thanks, David, for calling that out. Um, David is can, also a, what's that? Uh, I was going to say you can you can catch our the new Twitter hashtag we created called Boycott the Terror. <laughs> it's a little late. The terror came out like almost half a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we might have David on on a future episode. He's a uh, in the entertainment industry, he's a filmmaker, and he's working on an eight-part limited series about um, life during the internment camps. So uh, look forward to meeting him and talking about his project. 
and thanks again for listening. This week's worst Asian ever is Alan, Alan Yang. Yang. <laughs> I feel like he's been before. Probably, he must but have been. he gets you to could be... be a two-time winner, right? That's how bad he is. Yeah. He's he's doubly the worst once the worst. again. The worst. He did go to a good school, right? I mean, he did go to amazing. Oh, yeah, he sure has been a worst Asian ever. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he has a, he probably has a PhD. And then he brought more shame to his family by not becoming the doctor after all that hard work. Yeah, isn't isn't winning the Emmy? Did he win an Emmy? I feel like he won an Emmy. I'm just gonna say he, he won an he's Emmy. He's been nominated for uh Writers Guild. I don't know if he's won. Being nominated for something Yet. like the Three and Writers Guild of America is like being worse than not being a doctor. Is that possible to not not be a doctor? To not not be a doctor? Wait, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> doesn't that make you a doctor? <laughs> <laughs> he's not. He's been nominated plenty of times by the WGA, but he hasn't won yet. Granted, he's only thirty six, and he's been riding on like Parks and was riding on Parks and Rec, like when he was in his mid twenties. Only, he, only 36. Only 36 <laughs> makes you sound like an old 41-year-old. Shut up. I mean, 36, and he's already like directed his own movie, and now on Netflix. Oh, wait. But he looks he like is, he's 20. He did one for Master of None. He looks so young. Yeah. Yeah, because he's dude, Asian. Uh, he did win for Master of None, it looks like. I see oh, him. I miss Master of None up. so much. Can you imagine if Master of None dropped an entire season right now, how happy everybody would be? Yeah, where has it been? Isn't I think it's got, coming sorry, back? Just sort of, I don't know. Chilling. It's coming back. It's got to come back. I'm googling that right now. Masters of None season three. Where are you at? It says it's We're in been that renewed. Weird... Yeah, but that's Netflix. They can probably just renew anything they want. We're in that weird space where Aziz and Heart Sorry is not out in public as much, and then Alan Yang is blowing up. So, yeah. So it'll come back. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Anyways, congratulations, Alan Yang. Continued success, and congrats on being the, this week's worst Asian ever. You're the worst Asian ever. Thanks for listening. As always, Yellow Parallers. Don't forget to follow and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and anywhere you find your other favorite podcasts. Or just tell Siri, Alexa, or Google to play the Yellow Peril podcast. Let us know what you think. Leave your comments or questions in a voicemail at 845 845- to yellow that's 845-293-5509 that's our new number or you can email us at yellowperilpod at gmail.com if you have an event or project you'd like us to feature in fresh yellow please feel free to contact us we're always happy to help spread the word follow us on twitter instagram and facebook and subscribe to us on youtube don't do that but do subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts everywhere else. If you enjoy the show and want to support us, please consider following us, leaving us a review, and supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash yellowperilpod. Before we go to end the show, it's our karaoke closer in honor of... You really don't want to do Kiro, do you? I'm not going to rap it. All right, I'll do it. Uh-huh. The loud the loud minority in Kiro 1. I just remember I have to pronounce everything correctly because it's lo-fi hip-hop, so you got to yeah. do everything clearer. Any ethnicity can be racist. When xenophobia reaches over you, can your neighbors be faceless? I've received evil glares. He wasn't white. Want to be clear. And to be fair, no single race is the enemy here. This is my truth, our truth. So snap out of your coma and stop blaming entire ethnic groups for the corona. 
I feel <laughs> when I do it without a beat, it really does sound like spoken word, which I, <laughs> yeah, I your business might be failing or grandmother is ailing or simply the seed that was planted in your hearts prevailing until Japanese get spit on and yelled at a Chinese kid sucker punched in the face and fell flat. Viet's accused for eating bats. Wait, that never happened. They were supposed to be Chinese. What's going on, Carol? I'm gonna call you out on that next. No cap, so my pen's dried out, but I gotta speak for those kids who won't call out. Maybe because it rhymed, he, he mentioned Viet's. I think he was just trying to include every Asian ethnicity. Uh, <laughs> why couldn't Viet be kid? Why couldn't Viet kid, a Viet kid, be sucker punched in the face and a Chinese accused for eating bats? Right, because a Chinese kid actually did get punched, sucker punched in the face. Oh, uh, yeah, but but a Chinese, I mean, a Chinese... Viet person didn't eat a bat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. There's a lot. Of, uh, we can talk about the song next time. It sounds like he's his song is basically what we don't want to talk about. Exactly. <laughs> But hey, it's got a catchy beat. Yeah, and it's also relevant. So, I mean, we're we're nitpicking right here. How many other rappers are talking about this stuff going on against Asian? So, do you think RZA or RZA or Jizar? Yeah, the soundtrack to their next kung fu movie. I think it's going to be about about all of this racist stuff against Asians. Yeah.